We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Tomorrow night, it's the biggest night of the year for podcast fans. Our 2021 iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. These are really some of the best and brightest and smartest and most compelling minds in the country. Celebrate the podcasts we've leaned on for laughs, headlines, stories to get our adrenaline pumping, and voices to comfort us. This is a huge honor. We did it! Thank you to my listeners, because without them, this wouldn't happen. Don't miss our 2021 iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. Watch on iHeartRadio's YouTube and Facebook, and listen on our iHeartRadio app tomorrow at 9 p.m. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take his rap shit seriously. Hey, yo, 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 mic check, one, two. Mic check, one, two, episode... This is 153? 153. I be capping most time. I'll be like, oh, what episode is it's like a you know, it's like a, a callback to earlier episodes. Most of the time I know, yeah. you know, <laughs> what episode it is. I was genuinely confused for a second. Like, wait, we at one fifty three? Yeah. Right man. now? One fifty three. It's crazy, yo. Episode one fifty three, serious rap shit podcast. I am John, your host. I'm Josh of a host. And yeah, we we about to get busy real quick. How you been, Josh? I'm cooling, man. Uh, you know, m- you know, maintaining. You know what I mean? Nothing, yeah. nothing big this week. How you been, man? I've been cool. I've been cool. I um turned in my draft for uh the halfway books thing on the roots. Do you want more? Um, so I'm waiting for our editor that we're working with to like hack it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send it back and, to you like yo fix. Yeah, you know I'm saying like make it make it dope. So yeah, it was um, you know I've been like heavily into like the whole story that this period from uh, say like 1992 when they became the Roots, yeah. so to speak, and then um, up until 1994, I think it was uh. April of 1994 when they turned the record into Geffen and then the the summer after that where they spent uh the summer exiled in Europe uh while the record was like waiting to be released by yeah. uh Geffen Geffen would release it uh January of 95 so I've been like really just like locked into that whole time reading and listening to like anything roots related between 92 and uh really up until 95 so i'm like it's it's like some pieces i feel like are like you know method actors kind of like you know embody a character and then when they're done they're, they like release the character out of their mind and their spirit or whatever. I feel like I just got out of like roots land. Yeah. Like you, know you just like, you just like took the chew stick out your mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Matt, the, the triple five soul pullover, yeah. you know what I mean? Cargo shorts and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Some beef and broccoli Tim's took them off your feet. You know what I mean? Uh, I saw a motherfucker, uh, 
dispute what beef and broccolis were. You know what I mean on the internet uh, the other day. Am I am I bugging or were beef and broccolis like the low? Of course, like brown and green, but like the low uh, joints. I can't remember the other name cats had for them. They're like hikers. They were the hiker boot. They weren't the. Uh, they weren't the, like the Tims. They Tims. weren't construction Tims. Like they're not the right. Tims that we all know. The double sole with the leather top. They mm. weren't those. They were the hiker joints. They had like the little metal lace holders at the top and shit like that. That's yep. what they were. Like the ACG boots. Yes. Like yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, somebody like tried to dispute. Well, I don't know what these are. I shared like a meme in a group about beef and broccoli Tims and somebody was like, oh, I love beef and broccolis. I don't know what these are though. I'm like, that's what they called them. Like this, I'm yeah, confused. I think maybe regional thing. Maybe that's an East Coast thing. I don't know. You right, know what I mean, right. That motherfucker might be from somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah, like, I, like I, I was trying to explain that to somebody the other day. Like, you know, like just in Tim's are, like, you know, they're they're the tan butters mm-hmm. with the leather at the top. Like, you didn't want uds that didn't have leather. Like, you know what I mean? Nah, they had to have a double sole, like the bubble gum sole on them, mm-hmm. like. You got single soul tunes. Yeah. You playing with your life. Yeah, man. Like single tools. You, you can't run away from nothing in them jaws. You can't effectively stomp a nigga out in them jaws. No, dog. They might split at the bottom. Like you if your mom bought you them joints for like Christmas or something, you was like, I guess I just ain't never wearing them. Like yeah. they just gonna slip my closet. How come you don't wear your boots? Yeah, <laughs> because it's not valid. That's yeah. Why. Yeah. It's, speaking of Tibbs, do you want to talk about this or is this like a. I know, we can talk about it. I don't care. <laughs> speaking of, of Tibbs, this week Josh went viral. Yeah. <laughs> for. for uh, what, did you, what did you say in the tweet? Well, so I said. So there was a. There was like a gift going around of Kamala Harris coming off like a private jet and she was like head on Timberlands. Mm-hmm. She didn't have Tim's on. She had Timberlands on. <laughs> she had Timberland branded boots. <laughs> yes. Um, they look like like boat shoes or something. Like they wasn't Tim's. So she had a soft bottom. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there was some kind of people. There were some people that was just like, "Oh, look at our next vice president rocking Timberlands and blah blah blah." And apparently, go ahead. Go, I think I know. Maybe maybe I don't know what you're gonna say. The the person who tweeted that and was like the original t- video of her getting off, yes. and was like our our president and Tim's y'all is like her social media manager. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that because um, somebody else shared the tweet where she was like from months ago or whatever. She's like, yeah, I just got hired to do <laughs> social media for the Biden Harris campaign. Yeah, so. And apparently, like, she did, like, she wore, like, Chucks the other day, and somebody, like, blew that up. It was like, oh, she wearing Chucks, blah, blah, blah. It's like. <laughs> she crip walking with, like, yeah. WC. <laughs> and her and Mac-10. Westside yeah. Connection. <laughs> her and Mac-10 were, like, hanging out. <laughs> right. She had a Bompton hat on. And uh, so I wrote, like, so from that tweet, I wrote, these the Tims that undercover cops wear. Right, right. I said, these are Tim's that undercover cops wear, dot, 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 so it fits. 
Yeah. And brilliant, brilliant tweet. And thank you. <laughs> and wow, like this shit went crazy, like crazy to the point I had to turn my phone, like I had to turn all my notica- notifications off because that shit. For no lie, an hour straight just kept going ding 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 to the point where when I tried to even get in because you know you then you got to go up to the top of your joint to get into your settings I couldn't because they kept like my top of my phone just kept alerting me to the next like or retweet. Um, you know I got roasted in the comments sometimes. Like one dude said, like why is his head bigger? Like this is obviously a bot because his head is bigger than the rest of his body. Type shit. Like, I love Photoshop your body. Yeah. So, um, it was like it was. Listen, I, it was crazy. Um, a lot of people thought the shit was hilarious. I won't. I won't say what connection this came from but people who are working on the biden harris campaign thought it was hilarious i won't say where that came from (laughs) there we go (laughs) but (laughs) shout out shout out (laughs) yeah but they thought it was hilarious so um yeah but it went crazy dog i was not expecting it fucking like i like that was wednesday i think I still get it's still getting retweeted and liked right now. Like if I go on Twitter right now, I'll have it. Like you know, it it completely died down. It dies down, but yeah. it was like four or five thousand retweets, over eighteen hundred likes, and <laughs> you know, a couple hundred comments. Like dog, like if I get like ten likes on a tweet, it's like yo, that shit went crazy high. Yeah, yeah. So like this shit was insane, and like Tens again, thousands, and again, it was just like. Oh, it was just a joke I threw out. Like it was just like whatever. You joke you like that is. all the time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like you joke like that all the time on Twitter. Yeah, that's what the crazy part was because it was like it wasn't anything. It's not even the harshest shit I've said about like not even Kamala because I really ain't comment on her like that. But right. like it's not even the harshest shit I've said on Twitter about somebody. Uh, that reminds me of when um, I don't know what I can't remember what. Uh, uh Jamel has said on uh Twitter but I like I like commented on it. It was some, Jamel Hill says something about like race or whatever. Yeah. And me forgetting that this is like a famous person. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Who famous person who you know the Trumpers and like the right-wing people are like on her back yes. daily on Twitter. I said some shit about white people that was like I thought, you know, fairly innocuous and like rational. You know, I said something about white people and like power dynamics, like a mm-hmm. racial racialized power dynamic, right? Um thought when I say that was a Friday morning when I, you know, like replied to her tweet, my phone didn't stop dinging until like that Monday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so many motherfuckers were like responding. It was the likes, but then it was also people. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Like you're a racist. You're a reverse racist. <laughs> like all of that shit. I've only ever been called a reverse racist in like high school and Twitter. As an adult. <laughs> you know what I mean? And motherfuckers were like really like on my back, and I was like, oh, this is what it's like when they're like. 
when it's like you know when the vitriol a high yeah like high level of engagement yeah you know what I'm yeah. saying I wanted to throw my phone in the fucking river <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy I was at like I I tweeted that shit at like seven something in the morning too so like. <laughs> Like, I went to the market, and, like, it really caught fire right around, like, 9 or 10 in the morning. Yeah. And, like, my phone just kept going ding, 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 ding. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought I thought something was wrong with my phone or something. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm pulling out my pocket, and I'm like, it's just, like, fucking notification, 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 notification. I'm just like, oh, wow. This shit kind of went viral. And I looked at it, and it was like, oh, it's got, like, 900 likes and shit. Like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. that, you know, way more than I've ever got any kind of engagement. And especially because, like, I just started using Twitter regularly, like, two years ago. Right. Like you mastered I, it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mastered the dark side of the force. You know what I mean? Jesus. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I was just like, this is insane. I was like, I don't know how people. Like, it just makes me go, like, how to like people like like a Jamel Hill, uh, me and you were talking like about Bomani Jones, mm-hmm. like like they're constantly attacked like from like the right about like oh you know you're you're just a race you're only bringing this up because of race because uh, he's black blah, blah 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 and it's just right. like um like how they can just de- like they gotta just like turn shit off like just gotta turn notification shit off and just yeah. be like but then like you know shout out to Bomani but Bomani's like answering people in his hand dog i'm a nobody i ain't answer not a motherfucker i was just like i'm not right. engaging with people like i answered like the first couple when it wasn't really when it hadn't gone viral yet yeah like i'm right. rolling around in the comments with y'all niggas no dog it's like, not it's, happening like the boy who wrote that shit about my head i almost wanted to write him like yo that's funny like you know what i mean but i'm just like <laughs> i'm not engaging because engaging just means more notifications and shit like that right right because like I, I did one like one response like one of the first responses I, I, I responded back to it and like gave like bullet points and shit yeah. and that shit did like you know 900 likes and you know two three hundred retweet shit and I was just like I don't because so that's just adding to the other numbers mm-hmm. and I'm just like yo this is insane like I it's like it multiplies it yeah and I'm just like I don't get how somebody can just be like yo they want to just like just go back and forth with people. I, I can't do that shit, man. That's what we saw Talib Kweli. Yeah, a few months ago, ended up leaving Twitter. Yeah, because he wouldn't, he wouldn't stop responding or wouldn't stop clapping at <coughs> some John that says some shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I get why he was offended by it, because like I think um, somebody had tweeted something about like rappers who. They only marry uh, like light skinned women or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like colorism amongst like rappers or whatever, which colorism is a very real thing. Yes, you know is. what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. And I think um I think that with uh people who date lighter skinned people and people who really any any like, you know, um like romantic like like uh relationship, I don't think we really interrogate how race and color plays into it and shapes like our desires or whatever you know what i mean so it's a rational thing to ask about i wouldn't be clocking quali because his wife is light-skinned like who gives a fuck you know what i mean ultimately but he heard that shit and like went on a campaign for weeks (laughs) against like some john on twitter (laughs) you know what i mean and it's like i don't understand 
Um, I mean, to the point that he was doxing her at one point. Right, which is like no bueno. But like people do that. I don't know. It's it's fucked up to me because like with the Kuali thing, how do you do that? But you complain. People do that to you all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like people be putting like his wife and like his kids names out there into the mix. So I was like, you see, so you turn around and do the same shit. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that shit. Like, and I, I just also don't get like the where your energy is at when that's like what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you know, I literally I'll drop in, drop a joke or two on Twitter, and then like I hop off. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And like I'll come back out. later. Yeah, I'll come back later. Check, you know, do some more stuff. Talk about the game. Like, dog. Most of my tweets are about like sports that I'm watching or mm-hmm. a dumb joke that I'm saying. And then that's it. Like, I, it's not like I'm on there trying to change the world. So, um, I just don't get like just engaging constantly with people. Also, I don't get the the fascination, and you see this with like Twitter, like Instagram, shit like that. Um, I'm assuming maybe TikTok. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, you'll see people who just like follow people to hate them. Yo, that's definitely a thing. I don't hate follow anybody. Not at all. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't have the energy to do that. Some bull, I can't think of who this was. It's like a rapper bull. Uh, But he posted a screenshot. And by rapper bull, I don't mean, like, you know, Wale or somebody super famous. This dude is, like, you know, maybe get, like, a write-up in complex rapper. (laughs) Like a a bull, you know, he ain't, like, you know, like a super famous person. And he posted like a screenshot of his notifications on Instagram. And it was just one dude like, ugly ass nigga, broke ass boy, fuck out of here. You, you, you whip, you got the wrong bends, nigga. Your bends, you got the cheap bends. Like, it's like, it is like, it's like notification, notification, notification from this one dude. Who's just like talking shit on all his photos? I that that mentality you see it a lot with women too. Um, whether you know, regardless of like their uh, public image or like vocation or whatever, I've seen yeah. it from women who are activists, women who are politicians. You see how people engage like AOC and like that whole you know like like yeah all the squad shit like the, that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then like people do the same thing with women who are like sex workers too. You know what I mean? Like they jump in, a woman will post like a selfie, you know, going to the going to the mall, y'all, going to the market to grab something, and you'll see dudes in the comments like, You fucking whore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dog, like, why? Just follow some shit that you don't or follow a person that you don't despise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't it's get crazy. that shit. Like, why would that be what you wanna do? And a lot of it's just like, yo, they want a reaction out of people. Right. Right. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, that's not, yo, I have some dark spots in my soul. Like, just of, like, depression <laughs> and yeah, self-hatred yeah. and shit like that. There's none of me that's just like, yo, I want to get a reaction out of people. That's yeah. why I'm going to, like, I'm going to just, like, troll somebody so I get a reaction. There's nothing, whatever that part is that, like, is missing, mm-hmm. that shit is filled for me. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I I don't know, dog. Like that aspect, like you'll see people. Like I've seen people post 
like like you know porn jobs that'll post like yo you know somebody just passed and somebody in the comments like yo let me see your pussy yeah and it's like yo man like i I don't get that shit man like or yo you're a whore it's like you're following her like why are you like why are you saying this to me right now yeah like why 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 that energy like you choose to follow this person. You could just like remove that thing from your life. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's even. I think it's what you said. It's not even hate, like genuine hate. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of motherfuckers don't like genuinely hate uh, the people that they troll on the internet. It's like an like an admiration kind of thing, or like a wanting to, uh, like you said, like wanting to get some kind of engagement or response out of this person. Yeah. You know yeah, what I, I mean? think a lot like of it can... is um excuse me, I may cut you off though. Um cool. no, I think a lot of it is like it's an emptiness someone's trying to fill with like you know they talk about like people who like, you know, like kids who like act out and it's like mm-hmm. they want attention. So like they'll right. they're looking for attention either positive or negative. And if it's they're gonna get it negative, they'll get it negative then. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's hop out. Yep, take a break. Take a break. We're gonna we're gonna come right the fuck back. Yep. I'm Alec Baldwin. Listen to my podcast Here's the Thing on iHeartRadio. It's my chance to talk with artists, policymakers, and performers, like the actress Kristen Bell. And the moment I said, you know what, I have a thing. And it's a quirky, weird, fun thing that can be snarky. And I love doing it. I do it pretty well. Why not lean into it? And that is when I felt like I started becoming happier. Music legend Mick Fleetwood. Fleetwood Mac was always about change so that you were accepted for who you were. Former governor of Vermont, Howard Dean. I took the call in this quavering voice and the other end of the phone says, I regret to inform you that the governor has died of a heart attack and you're the governor. (laughs) That was the end of my medical practice and best-selling author Isabel Wilkerson. People would come up to me of all different backgrounds and would say to me, I had no idea that this happened in our country. If you like listening as much as I like talking with interesting people, go to heresthething.org and subscribe now on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. All right, boom. Right back at it. Um, so yeah, this <laughs> you know, Kanye West news is almost always uh like guaranteed to be odd. Yes. Right. Um, but recently this week he tweeted out his contracts with Universal. Yes, Universal Music Group. He tweeted out his contacts with Universal and, and Sony. That, I think Sony's part of it too, right? Yeah, yeah. And he said that he won't release any new music until he's out of his deal. Um, asked, and asked other artists to 
stand with him. Yes. You know, Kanye a lot of times is outright wrong. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But then then there's other times where he's right and then kind of wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like you you wonder, at least I do, I wonder about his intention because shit was all good when he was like, you know, you know, you got this deal with this company and you're working with all these like rich white folks and like you live in a high life and you stunting on niggas, niggas can't fuck with you and da 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 da. And I feel like a lot of times folks, uh, when the when the the relationship with the corporation goes sour, then they want to turn to like the people for solidarity. Like, you know, oh, this this company is exploiting me. It was all good, you know, beforehand. What ch- yeah. I, I'm I'm like, what changed? And I can't help but feel like um, I never try to assume bad intentions unless it's like a cop or a politician. Yeah. I never try to assume bad intentions with people. But I, I just wonder, This a lot of this feels like it's just for selfish gain. Like he's, he's just upset about his deal or whatever. I had the same feeling when he went on Sway and spazzed out on Sway. Uh, famously, when he uh, asked him, like, um, or when he told Sway, he's like, "You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway." You know what I'm saying? And he was like upset about not being given, you know, uh, a, like a design position at one of yeah. these like European fashion houses. Yeah. It's all good when you're like, it's all good when it's all good, and then when it's not, it's oppression. Not saying that it can't be, but I just I I question you know, if this is, like, selfish of him, like, bringing this stuff up or or, or in in his own self-interest. Yeah, I, I know. I saw some people going, like, you know, because he said, like, well, he's like, oh, uh, these label deals are, are, are slave, sh- like, there's some modern-day slave shit. Mm. And it's like, you know, it's a little ironic considering you said slavery was a choice. Yeah. So what are we um, talking about? Yeah. Um and <clears throat> I don't I that that's something I agree with you about because as I was reading it, I'm just like a lot of this comes off as self serving. Um yeah. and you know, I listen, the music industry exploits the artists crazy. And like especially now with three sixty deals and with streaming, um this is a legit thing. Like, uh, yeah. artists are getting exploited. Um, I don't know exactly details as far as like how, when he went from like Def Jam, Rockefeller to Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, like when that split totally happened. Um, but like for an artist like Kanye, He's in a position where he could do this completely independent. He doesn't yeah. need technically a record label anymore. Yeah. Um, he Which just, is also, I don't mean to cut you off. This, no, no, no. I'm just highlighting the fact that this is also what you just laid out is also what Sway said to him. Yeah. About fashion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can you can operate without the middleman. Yeah. Um. But and I remember this being talked about with like the roots years ago, 
where like they wanted to stay on a label because they wanted a budget and they wanted advances and they wanted like because you know when you're an independent artist you're not getting like you know half a you know half a million album advance or all that kind of shit. I mean I'm sure that money's not floating around anymore anyway just because of you know how things work in music now anyway but like <clears throat> you know when we were younger like dudes were getting like a million dollar album advance throwing bags at people yeah yeah and you know so you wanted to be on a major because like there was money in it but yeah. like <clears throat> you know you were also getting pennies back on that on the end and like you know what he's talking about is true in a lot of senses there is you know, because everything's uh, recoupable to shit, like, they find ways to make, you know, say that they didn't make their money back, so you still owe them. Yeah. Or, you know, there's a lot of hidden fees. Um, But none of that's, like, breaking news either. Right. 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 Um, it seems like every uh, few years this conversation comes back up. Yeah. About the music business's practices. Specifically, it happens a lot in hip hop because uh-huh. hip hop I think about this a lot too. Um I remember I remember being a kid and reading like an interview and Rizzo was breaking down like the points system. Like yeah. how much you get I remember paid. The, I remember the same interview. You know what I'm saying? Like in royalties. I don't know if those conversations happen amongst the fandom of other genres. Like yeah, I don't know if not. if sixteen year old kids who are into pop music or into like indie rock or whatever are learning how artists get paid. There's an there's an aspirational aspect to hip hop fandom that leads a lot of hip hop fans to kind of learn about how the business works. Yeah. So every few years this kind of thing comes up when an artist a big artist is dissatisfied or a few years ago like say with the chance thing where chance did a deal with apple and then there was a whole uh debate you know we talked about it on our show there was a whole debate about you know what does it mean to be an independent artist versus having a deal or making a deal with a, a major corporation I feel like maybe outside of like like the Taylor the Taylor Swift thing that happened a few years ago where she was going against like the the streaming companies and and trying to like own her own masters and all of this stuff whatever she was dealing with that kind of stuff generally those kind of conversations about the mechanics of the music business really only become debates in hip hop fandom you know what I mean so it's unique in that sense. Um, and as far as Kanye, it's crazy to me that, um, that, you know, outside of like the, the boldness of him, like pissing on the Grammy and like filming that shit yeah. <laughs> and putting it on, uh, I'm like, damn, this is my first year in the Grammy in the, uh, in the, 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 the Illuminati, so to speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now this nigga like pissing on the Grammy, he like fucking up the brand. But um, it's it's crazy to me that he would go so far as to like tweet out his contracts, yeah, to kind of like publicly have this conversation. I I couldn't see it happening. Like I couldn't imagine, you know, Katy Perry or somebody doing that shit. 
That's like a very hip hop thing. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? I think so. I mean, listen, you know, we was it record well uh rule number uh one thousand and eighty record company uh are shady or whatever like it's the four thousand eighty. Yeah, four thousand and eighty record yeah, companies yeah. are shady. Yeah, I mean like this is a thing that's been constantly uh like echoed in in specifically hip hop. Uh, but I mean, like you know, even Prince, you know, wrote "Slave" on his face. Yeah, and, yeah, he did. You know, changed his name to the symbol to get out of those record deals, mm-hmm. um, and then explained it. Like I yes. remember talking about like articles. I remember reading um, in a magazine him explaining that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, <coughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, excuse me. Um, it, it's not a. It, <sighs> Like he he was reaching out, and I think again this goes back to what you mentioned before because of, uh, just of the self serving nature of it. Like he's like, yeah, you know, I want to see everybody's contract at Sony and Universal, <laughs> and it's like, all right, but like, I wonder. Let's see what your shit is at Good Music. Like, let's yeah, see those contracts yeah. at Good Music and see how they're working because there's been people that have complained about him not paying them. Um, so I, I get like, also, I mean, like we know Kanye is, you know, he struggles with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can exacerbate that. I'm sure like the stress of like, yo, like I'm not getting fucking paid when I should be getting paid. Yeah. Um, and things aren't being taken care of. I also wonder, um, like if this partially comes from like, um, newer releases underperforming. Mm, um, yeah. the you know the Yay joint, I'm sure you know didn't have great reception. Um, to Jesus is was it, was it Jesus is King or Jesus is King? Yeah, Jesus is King record that joint didn't get you know obviously you 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 made your market smaller just by making more making leading towards more gospel music anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That didn't perform as well. So well, I wonder if it's like, you know, he's getting pressure from the label to be like, yo, you got to release something that's like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so I do. I So part of me wonders like where like this came from. But like also the catalyst. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Also, it really is weird to me that as long as the recording uh, industry has been around, no one has ever figured out how to unionize recording artists. Yeah. Yeah. Because they do it with like acting. So like, cause I know like a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, but you know, there's so many artists. Like if you know, you're putting a mixtape on da- uh, that piff, are you technically, you know, do you technically get a chance? Should you be in a union? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, you're talking to somebody who thinks, all workforces should be unionized. So, yes, they should be. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, fucking, like, Screen Actors Guild has a way to do that. Like, they there's they have rules of, like, you know, you have to work this much and you have to do mm-hmm. this, you know, like, there's, there's parameters. Credits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's parameters, right? Um, and, like, the Screen Writers Guild and, like, all those... Like they all have like certain parameters and shit. 
there's probably there's probably some kind of draw up of parameters. I it's the one thing that really bugged me out. It, it's something like Kanye talked about early on with uh, Through the Wire, where he has the video where he's he's paying cash to his dentist to get his jaw wired shut, mm-hmm. and it says like no insurance, no health insurance, yeah. And so, excuse me, it's weird to me that like all these years that the recording industry has been around. They've never either, you know, the machine has actively worked against any kind of unionization or like there just hasn't been a an I not an idea. I'm sure there's been an idea, but not a like active way to go toward unionizing because I'm seeing it now in podcasting. Mm. Um, you have I forget what there's a few like podcast networks that have started to unionize. Yeah, um, you can't have like unorganized workers. No, you can't. It's really hard um, because you're just setting yourself up for exploitation. And the music yeah. industry is a large, large exploitative process. It just really is. Yeah. Um. I saw, uh, like, I know Big Sean, like, came out in support of him. Um, the dude, Russ, who we talked about, uh, who's a big, you know, has been championing uh, independence for a long time. Yeah. Uh, came out in support of uh, Kanye. And there was a bunch of dudes who did. And, I, like, the idea behind what Kanye is talking about is a good idea. Um, artists having ownership over their masters. Like, all that shit is really important. Yeah. Um it does look like he does own his masters now though. It's the earlier stuff I don't think he owns. Um, yeah, and people were saying that um <coughs> Jay sold his in order to get his own back. Yeah, and for what I've read that's a little unfounded. Yeah, when I when people started to say that, I was like, "Oh, no, nah, that doesn't even it didn't it didn't ring true to me." You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't know. But yeah, it didn't seem like as I was like, that seems like cat. Yeah, the source apparently was DJ Academics, I think. <laughs> um so, you Jesus. know. Uh yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't get that. Um Yeah, like you said, it doesn't necessarily ring true. Uh or even how like the practice works. Yeah, um, like how does that happen? I'm, I guess like if he, you know, if Jay owns the Rockefeller Masters and then, you know, those first few records were Rockefeller Records, then they would be his to sell, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, it just seemed like an odd thing. Like, he sold – yeah, it's, it would seem like an odd thing, like an odd deal to, to make. Yeah, exactly. And listen, man, I, I completely agree that, like, artists should own their masters because that's the legacy they can hand down to their children. Yeah. Um, and – uh that's really important um i know russ was tweeting in support of kanye he was talking about like you know you know there's millions of dollars that are put into these projects and like it's the only art that's not then then it's sold for 14.99 there's Mm -hmm. no other art that's like that yeah which is technically true i mean like i think he followed it up with like a tweet about like the movies do that too and stuff like that yeah yeah but like he was like, you know, why we're not getting like a thousand dollars for for a pro- some art that we make, mm-hmm. which I get. Like as a creative person myself, 
I want to be, you know, fully compensated for what I'm making. Yeah. But I also think you have to, there's certain parameters you have to look into, right? So, like, if the median income is, like, $50,000, people, like, generally are not going to buy music for $1,000. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, or if they do, they're literally buying one piece of music for the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're significantly limiting what you can sell. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> if, you know, dabblings in other avenues have always taught me of like, you know, sometimes your product needs to be diluted to a certain point to mass market it and make the most money you can off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you keep it still as strong as humanly possible to then be able to, you know, make it still a potent product. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so I, I do, I do get like, but see, that's the thing with like being independent. You can make that money. Like dude, when, when cats was on like Koch and shit like that, instead of making like 50 cents off a record, they were making like eight bucks. Yeah. And, like, they could sell 200,000 copies and make way more money than, like, so-and-so artists on Columbia. Yeah. I mean, even um, when, you know, the late 90s, when, you know, the the highest, if, if I'm not mistaken, the year 2000 or 2001 was, like, the high, the most profitable, you know, uh, year for, for the recording industry music industry and even if you look at what was happening like like on an independent level yeah people were pressing you know 200,000 copies of like a a, a a 12 inch and selling that shit and there was a whole distribution network of like mom and pop brick and mortar stores and then you could get your stores your uh records in like tower and, you know, there was like a whole brick and mortar system. There was a whole system of physical distributors and then trade magazines and then, uh-huh. you know, um, magazines that would like write about like your 12 inch and you sell 200,000 copies in 1999 of like some independent record that you made. You're small potatoes compared to like everybody on the major, but you just, you know, popped 200 grand, you know, copies for. 12s are costing like 8.99 at that time, you know what I'm saying? 9.99 or whatever for a 12 inch. You just made a nice amount of money for some shit that you recorded in your basement. Yeah. And you know, you pressed up wax. Pressing up wax was cheaper then cuz there were more more um, places doing it. Yeah. Yeah, there were more pressing plants than like now pressing like, vinyls like more expensive. Yeah, it was like one in like the Philadelphia area. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was different, but you know, there was a way to like really make money. Now we've moved towards a model. There's a streaming model where, you know, nobody really gets paid unless you're like Taylor Swift. Yeah. You have like millions and millions and millions of people streaming your shit. And it's even, I've seen artists, like I've seen artists talk about getting like 80 bucks from Spotify. Yeah. Which is nothing like that's like that's not even no shit I would tweet about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But motherfuckers have uh, 
kind of gone so long with music not being profitable at all that like the smaller artists are taking like whatever little win that they can get uh-huh. you know what i'm saying and it's even it's even playing out with the big artists and the majors like musicians are not satisfied with this shit i think they're broadly workers in general aren't satisfied but that's a whole conversation about capitalism to be had but we're seeing musicians that are like looking around like wait i do this shit for a living and like the corporation makes all the money Uh uh-huh that's just not fair yeah and and we're you know I, i mean think of it in this context right like so we're all living right now through a pandemic um a lot of us are like housebound Mm-hmm. Um, we're all getting by through art. Like art, in some form or another, is what's helping us cope, what's helping us get by, what's helping us kill time. Yeah. Um, people want to be compensated for that, and that is completely, completely understandable. Um, we're we're artists, we're creatives. Mm-hmm. We want to be compensated for shit that we're doing. Um. So I completely understand that aspect of it. Yeah. And, you know, you're dealing with an industry that increasingly has gotten worse with like, cause now with the 360 deals, like they want a piece of everything, everything you do, you show you know up I mean? on, you know, I don't know. You, you show up on insecure yeah. and crack a couple jokes. <laughs> you know what I mean? They want a piece and you, you're like a, a major label music artist. They want a piece of that shit. You sell yeah. a t-shirt on tour. They want a piece of that shit. And see, that used to be all your money. Like, shows were your money. Merch was your money. Like, all that kind of shit. Then, like, you get acting gigs. That was all separate. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Now, it's like, yo, Sony wants you? Okay, Sony is going to have your film agent. They're going to have, like, everything. is. They're going to get a piece of everything because they feel like they're putting the investment into you. So, they're like, yo, we're going to make money. Yeah, we're going to make money off of you. And it's like, you know, that's where, you know, it's to the point now where it's, no, that's crazy. And, like, I don't know, like, I I wonder, too, like, with what's going on with Kanye, how much is, like, frustration with other shit as well? Yeah. Um, you know, there's reports of, like, Rocky relationship situation with, like, his, his wife and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh like I don't ever really pay attention to any of that shit, but like, you know, there's so much shit going on, and like, where's his frustration level at? And it's like, you know, then you see, then he's like concentrating on this, and like, I'm sure, like, I'm sure the labels on him about like, yo, you need to put more music out, right? You know what I mean? Like your last joints didn't ring, like this, like you know what I mean? Like there's other stuff you've done, like this stuff isn't ringing off like that, so we need more music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's I'm interested in seeing um how this is going to play out. Um it seems like so many things like sensational things happen, you know what I mean, this year and it it you know, we all kind of look at it and then it just, you know, it goes away. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm interested in seeing how it or if this uh continues a, a deeper conversation about specifically like compensation with music because this shit it can't stand like you know we put the podcast up on spotify or whatever you know what i mean but like me as a musician 
I'm I, I made one record with a label and it's on Spotify. But like anything I make from now on, I'm not putting my shit up just to be, you know, it, it'll it'll go to like Bandcamp or maybe uh, when my website gets up, it'll you know go through like Gumroad or whatever you can like yeah, yeah. buy a record from me. Uh, but as far as like putting my shit up like the day it comes out and putting it on Spotify for people to stream it and me to make no money, that's not the way. If I don't do shit for free, you know what yeah. I mean? If I'm doing some shit for free, you better be like feeding some kids or we <laughs> yeah. trying to free Mumia or some shit. I'm not, I'm not doing nothing for free just because, you know, because that's the model. No, no. I mean, like, you know, me and you've talked about this before. Like, we get paid to talk for a living like i'm not like i'm not doing shit for free dog yeah. like you know Fuck i'm not that at that shit. point in my life uh like you said now you know if we're doing some kind of community outreach shit that's something different yeah um, i've a hundred percent dj free mumia events yeah for free you know yeah. what i mean i've a hundred percent done stuff for housing or whatever you know what i mean for free this like other shit just like feeding records into spotify I don't care about, you know what I mean? It's, it's convenience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I make something and you rock with me, throw me some money for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I, I'll fucking give it away for free before I'll, like, be exploited off of it. Yeah. Like, let Spotify commercial, you know, throw commercials between your songs and, yeah. you know what I mean? They're making money while you're getting sent pennies. Like, nah, fuck that. Right. Let's um, uh let's jump out. out. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Let's jump out into a break and then come back and talk about some new music. Hey y'all, what's up? It's Jess Hilarious, and I'm just making sure y'all know that I got a podcast called Carefully Reckless on the Black Effect Network. I'm gonna be telling y'all all my business. And telling y'all other people's business, too. It ain't no limits to the things I talk about. Y'all know that if y'all know me. From baby mama drama to healthy relationships. From child support to stimulus checks. Look, when you take a step back and you realize that we all go through crazy stuff and we got stories to tell, those situations do not define you. But they do make for a real good conversation. (laughs) In a world where clickbait and cancel culture can tell your story before you do, I'm creating an outlet to remind people that we still human crazy. And we can all laugh about it. Don't stress over it. Bring your problems to me. I promise I won't judge you, but I might crack a joke or two. Don't be scared. It'll be respectful and messy at the same time. Just make sure you tune in. Listen to Carefully Reckless every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever thought you'd make a great switchboard operator or seltzer man or professional royal mistress? If old-timey jobs are your jam, we've got a podcast just for you. I'm Helen Hong. And I'm Matt Beat, and we host the new podcast, Jobsolete, taking a look at jobs that used to be a thing and now not so much. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find Jobsolete on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, boom! Right back at it. New music. Um, what you so you listen to the uh, Armani Caesar joint? Yes, uh, I haven't gotten around to listening to it yet. Would would you? How'd you feel about it? Yeah, so Armani Caesar's uh, the first lady of Griselda. Mm-hmm. Um, 
her record just dropped. It's called Liz. Um, and it has like, you know, it has the, it has a picture of a Liz, uh, Liz Taylor and she's got like the third eye. So it's like real on brand for, um, Griselda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like the project. You could tell she is like, definitely like, uh, you know, heavily influenced by like little Kim. Mm, um, and that's not just like sexualized. Why? I mean, even like in inflection, Mm -hmm. um, uh, she she has like a lot of little Kim influence, but she's dope. Um, she's nice on the mic. Uh, the beats are cool. Um, I really like her on more up tempo, like uh, like wavier beats, as opposed mm-hmm. to like that like dark, like ominous, uh, more fucking like uh some stuff that you're more like uh known from like Griselda. Yeah. She can rhyme on it, but I think she's better on like a little more up tempo. Like she got a joint on here with Premiere and Benny that's like crazy and like she mm. fits it so well because like it's a you know it's a little more up tempo, it's a little more grindy um and it's uh it's it's just better. Like I just think she's better on that stuff than she is over the darker beats. I think it suits her like flow better. Yeah, uh, but it's a dope project. I definitely would say check it out. Um, she's nice on the mic, so um, uh, it's worth definitely worth the listen. Um, and like there's a decent amount of stuff that I really think is really good on there, where it has me like, yo, I can't wait to see it where she evolves to more and more as an artist. That's the shit, man. Like when you hear somebody and like they they come out the gate. And they like spitting, and it's like a dope project. Yeah, and it makes you like excited, like for more of it. Yeah, definitely and for more of this person. I fuck with it. I I heard the joint. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but like it's like a video that's been floating around, and she's like in like the all white background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a piano beat, and she's like barring that shit down. I was like, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, she Let's like go. I said, she can spit. Like she definitely can spit. I just think like her flow suits like a little more the up tempo shit than mm-hmm. like that dark shit that uh Griselda's really known for. Slow evil shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Word. Yeah, I um I've been rocking with this record for a minute, but we didn't talk about it when it came out. Okay. Uh shout out to Steve. The homie Steve has suggested that we talk about it back when it came out but we just i think we had already had like our records on deck yeah to talk about that week but um it's buck wild music is my religion um folks if you're listening to this podcast you probably know who buck wild is founding member of ditc digging in the crates crew with fat joe diamond d lord finesse big l you know what i mean showbiz and ag all of them and um Buckwild's like produced for everybody. Jay-Z, Biggie Smalls, you know what I mean? He's like, he's done records with everybody. He did uh, Woe by uh, Black Rob. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Music Is My Religion is a compilation with him doing all the beats and just like up-and-comers, some like veterans on it. Like Fred the Godson is on it. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. The song that he's on is real crazy. Uh, Reef Hustle. Uh, Flea Lord is on it. Planet Asia and Husk Kingpin have a really dope song on it. The Willie the Kid record is real dope on it. Uh, Smith and Wesson is on this joint. Uh, Screw Tape is on it. He kills it. His shit is real dope. It's just like 
you know, Buck Wild, if you know his production, it's like sample based. It's like some dark, like grimy type shit. It's like really, you know, we almost never say that on this podcast. But if you like like hard boom bap shit, yeah, you know what I mean? And people who can really, really fucking rap jumping on all of these tracks. Like every it's 13 tracks. Every track has like a different uh, guest star okay. on it. It's really fucking good. And like, you know, the winners coming up, we're going to all have masks on and hoodies. I might start robbing niggas again. You know what I mean? And playing this while it happens. Who fucking knows? You know, know, listen, man, you got to keep the mask and black gloves ready. And, you know, it's already going to be mask season. So, you know, just break out the black gloves and the burner. You, you know. Yeah, you might get jokes this season. Who fucking knows? Hey, listen, man, that pandemic money about to run out. You know what I mean? So <laughs> they not try to hit us with a, a second stimulus. No, it's rough out here. It's tight you out know? here, dog. Yeah, you know but this mean? shit like music is my religion by Buck Wild. I like I fuck with this shit heavy, and I'm 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 always like elated to see veteran producers a work with you know young people or younger MCs. But then also veteran producers who are still like bringing the heat. Yeah, that definitely. Shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love I love when uh, like the veteran producers like fuck with like a new wave, like fucking with like having like Flea Lord on a joint and mm-hmm. shit like that. Like I Us love that on a joint. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna check that out. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um, but uh, we can start rapping. Um, yo, um, for those who don't know. We have a website up now. Yep. Um, SeriousRapShit.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the the swag, all the merch is up there. You know what I mean? It's about to be hoodie season. It's chilly out. It was like 40. It's, it's like 40 degrees at night. You know what I mean? Yep. So go grab you a, a Serious Rap Shit hoodie. Um, we got the t-shirts. We got Blizzard of 96 fucking varsity jackets and, and, mm. and beanies. Uh, whole all a whole bunch of shit on there. Go check it out. Uh, we're about to start adding some more stuff. We working on some stuff. Me and John are teaching ourselves graphic design, yeah, so we make can some merch. Yeah, so we can have some more shit on there for y'all. Uh, we're probably gonna start leaning toward doing like exclusive drops. They're gonna be like staples that are always will be available, but then there'll be like an exclusive drop of like you know a limited run. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh. You know, go check that out. There's also like a never before seen video up there. Um, that's yeah. uh, something me and John shot a while back um, over at Amalgam Comics. Shout out to Amalgam. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> and you know, we'll, all the links to everything is on there. So go check that out. Um, SeriousRapShit.com. Uh, if you are listening to this in the Apple Podcast app, you can rate and review us right there in the app. Um, we really, really need that. It really, really does help us. Um, so, you know, go drop in that five stars, write a review, talking about how great we are. Yeah. Um, as always, and uh, I, you can get us at Serious Rap Shit on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Indy, I-N-D-I underscore S-R-S on Instagram and Twitter. You are John underscore Liberator on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. Um and oh the abolish ice t shirts are still available um at Inside Trapping Yoga 
Um, hoodies are available too. It's getting ready to be hoodie season, so definitely go grab yourself an Abaj Ice hoodie. Uh, don't know if everybody's been keeping up with the news, but apparently they're fucking giving out uh, uh, their uh, what, what's it called? Um, hysterectomies. Hysterectomies. Yeah, I, I was about to say vasectomy, and I knew that wasn't right. Yeah, um, yeah they're giving like unsanctioned hysterectomies to in you know to migrant women so uh there's a long history of sterilized for sterilization of marginalized people in this country long long history of it um but apparently this is going on in the camps right now uh there's been a whistleblower that came out uh mm. you know we definitely are trying to raise money right now to you know help and so any you know, part of the proceeds from these uh, hoodies and T-shirts to go to helping uh, migrant families. So it's also uh, a black woman-owned business. So you know, you're doing you're doing your part on two two fronts. So um, happy birthday to Rhythm! It's Rhythm's yes. birthday. Yes, today. happy She's birthday to Rhythm, the owner and operator of yes. Trapping Yoga. Trapping we love her so much. She's like a friend of the podcast, a friend of us personally and yes she's without question the dopest human being on earth and happy birthday yes yes she is she's a wonderful person um she's uh you know i go for her i go to her for advice about a lot of shit so mm-hmm. um she's awesome uh and uh other than that i i can't think anything else yeah yeah I think um, we're done yeah it's like almost three in the morning so like you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta do figure something about <laughs> this shit. Is, yeah, this shit is mad late that we doing this shit. Yeah, you know my schedule's been a little crazy on Sundays when we normally record. Um, hopefully that'll start changing in the next week or so. Um, but like, uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, because I know you don't want to be up till like three in the morning. Um, and it's it's really all good because like I work for myself, so I don't have to get up. On a Monday morning, like nobody, nobody's gonna tell me anything. Like I'll hop up when I feel <laughs> like it, but you know, yeah, dog. If it wasn't for the damn dog, like since I've got this puppy now for two weeks, I don't sleep past like seven o'clock in the morning. Jeez, because I got to get up and walk him. Yeah, because he can only be so long in the crate without, cut, or like I'm waking up to shit and piss in a crate. So, mm-hmm. like, I gotta like walk the dog, but like. Yeah, I don't, you know, we're our own bosses now. So it's not like someone's going to be like, yo, you're late for work. Yep. <laughs> like, no, I, I work when I get up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, no, um, I, I don't really care. I mean, I don't mind doing it late night. You know, we were both night owls. We used to sit, when I worked a shitty job, I used to call you and talk to you for hours at night because I knew you were awake. Yeah, like I, mean? I, I had a, my 20s, man, like I didn't really start like, I slept, but I didn't really start like sleeping, sleeping. Until I was like twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes like you get to a certain point where you're like, oh, I gotta like actually sleep. Yeah, yeah. Because like there was a time I remember like the podcast is over, so you can turn us off. Yeah, um, yeah, it's done. It's done. But uh, I remember like going out and partying and like having to be at work at like eight in the morning the next day, not getting home till four o'clock. Yep. And being like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Like, I'll go to sleep. I'll sleep for, like, three hours. I'll hop up. I'll head in, and I'll be fine. Dog, if I tried to work, like, a 10-hour day on, like, three hours of sleep right now, <laughs> like... Fucking head would fall off. Yeah, I'd be looking somewhere to go take a nap after two hours into my shift. So, but, uh, yeah, no, um, 
other than that, yo, we'll be back next week. So uh, peace. Peace. Serious Rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke. Or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that, we'll have to go Off the Record. Off the Record is a new music biography podcast. Every season profiles one legendary artist. To start, we'll explore the faces of David Bowie. Each episode tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, they form an intimate portrait of the complex cultural giant. Listen and follow Off the Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's Jess Hilarious, and I'm just making sure y'all know that I got a podcast called Carefully Reckless on the Black Effect Network. I'm going to be telling y'all all my business and telling y'all other people's business, too. It ain't no limits to the things I talk about. Y'all know that if y'all know me. From baby mama drama to healthy relationships, from child support to stimulus checks. Look, when you take a step back and you realize that we all go through crazy stuff and we got stories to tell, those situations do not define you. But they do make for a real good conversation. <laughs> In a world where clickbait and cancel culture can tell your story before you do, I'm creating an outlet to remind people that we still human crazy. And we can all laugh about it. Don't stress over it. Bring your problems to me. I promise I won't judge you, but I might crack a joke or two. Don't be scared. It'll be respectful and messy at the same time. Just make sure you tune in. Listen to Carefully Reckless every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.